Blog Talk Radio. Yaqua bless you there. Tia, Israel of Seed Royal. Hallelujah, Yaqua. What's going on, man? I don't hear no
on it's coming on stage. Let's see, can we um, speak in Greek, Sister Judith? Let's see, can we meet and greet her? Sister Judith, one of the sisters out of Cam 1. Yahweh bid you there, see right. Yahweh bless you, Sierra, Israel of Sea Royal. Hallelujah, Yahweh. All right, Ezekiel 39, 
1 down to verse 20. We're going to find out exactly what have been finished. He said, everything is over with once that seventh angel pulled out his bow. That means the whole mission have been finished. Matter of fact, hold that point. So since it was finished, uh, the Judas kept the old sea out. In Revelation chapter 10, Sister Judas, uh, let's pick it up at verse number 1 down to verse number 7. Let's find out since it's all been finished. But tell you what, let's pull that up. Because our elder came on the scene, so we all like to stay in order. So we'll bring our elder in. Remember, Sister Judas, we're coming right back with Revelation chapter 10, 1 through 7. So you might as well get warmed up on it. We're going to bring our elder in, tell y'all about the broadcast, and then we'll get back on this, um, showing you about this Armageddon. It's the final blow for the known world. So we meet the elder with a loud voice, you say, Elder Mr. Kill Israel. Yahweh, Peter, see right. And Yahweh, bless you, see Israel, see Israel, hallelujah. Yahweh. Well, we were getting ready to um, hit them at Armageddon, the second part of that Armageddon, and you know it's just the final blow for the world. But one thing about it, once you stay in protocol with Yahweh, and that's the game changer. Once you stay in protocol with Yahweh, you'd be surprised at how he'll kick in. So that I don't care how busy you get, stay in tune with Yahweh's protocol. Oh, National audience is waiting. Over 900,000 strong on the international side. So whatever the Almighty put on you, tell them, you're on the clock. The flow is yours. Come on. Once again, Yahweh bless you. See it as well. And thank you for bringing me into tonight's broadcast among the cast of over 900,000 And you know, that's a good thing because I'm finding out more and more each day that we do have to get this word out here and get it out directly. Because you got people out here, pastors and people with other religions, they will turn you against your own Bible that you read. I had a Muslimic guy today tell me, he says, you know, the reason why we Muslims read our Bible so much is because it's mentioned in the regular King James. And I asked, I says, what's mentioned? Mohammed. Well, being familiar with the scripture that we should be with the voice of the mature Israelites, I says, I don't remember Mohammed being mentioned nowhere in the Bible. Can you show me where that is? You know, because education is always a good thing, especially when his education from the Bible. He went to Mark. <laughs> Had to sniggle there for a minute because uh, when he went to Mark, he went to chapter 7, and he started reading. And he says, see, it says that a man uh, that's real strong is going to come pretty soon. Oh, well, uh, where does say Muhammad at? See, this is where you catch him at. When you use the Bible, as it said, to interpret the Bible, being familiar with the scriptures as the Sierra try to make us, 
I'm familiar with the scriptures, but rehearsing the righteous act. And when you do that, what does it tell you in uh, Hebrews chapter 6, verse 10? 10 says, For Yahweh is not unrighteous to forget your work, the labor of love which you had showed toward his name, and that you do minister to the saints and do minister. And we do that on a daily basis to try to make sure it's told right. We know as many people out there, like I said before, with their own stories, but not of your own stories. It's what the Bible says it should be. We learn that a teacher can't learn from the student, as I said before, because he's always given wise counsel. But having knowledge, the teacher, he even gains more experience by teaching. Now, a student can also learn from wise counsel and possibly learning to teach one day themselves. And as I said many times before, this shows well in all the six camps that teach. Because we have to be aware, by knowing the scriptures and the Bible precepts, we're given the knowledge to know there are those out there that camouflage their evil or confused teachings, as I had just explained a few minutes ago. An overly loud bump and dumps contest for their method of righteous life. And even uh, using the Bible scriptures as verbal weapons against us, that no, like that Muslimic guy I just spoke of, trying to turn the scripture around and make it say something else. So this is why we're here to help guide you through these dark times of loud bumps of gods, the righteous learning, Christianity, and other teachings. We welcome and thank all of you for attending our live broadcast of Alkwise Ministry. It comes to you live and open to you always with new and exciting topics from the King James Bible. And first and foremost, about Yahweh's Word, learning how to connect the Bible books, your health, foods you should eat, keeping the Sabbath days. We do all this because you have not. This is the information you came to seek and have to look no further now, because you have now found it in the voices of the true Israelites. So I have a job to open unto you on a normal day, so from 6 p.m. to 9 p.m. And those days are Sunday, Monday, Wednesday, and Thursday, having no class on Tuesday unless we have a high day or a special event. However, we do have a Sabbath class, and the top part of the Sabbath is Friday. We have a class time that starts at 7.30 to 10.30. And the bottom part of the Sabbath is Saturday. We have a temple class that starts at 12 p.m., and an online class that starts at 2 to 5 p.m. until the temple members decide to leave. We also have a website address to use this on any one of your smart devices in a tribeyada.com. And after you click enter, once again, look for tribeyada.com. Dash Israelites. This will take you to a big liner where you'll see some choices. One will be ties and offers. Click PayPal and follow those instructions. However, in the other device, you might see menu. But after clicking in, you'll still see the choices. You'll choose the tithes and offerings. In doing so, remember what it tells us all in the book of Psalms, chapter 96, verse 7, verse number 8. 7 says, Give unto the Yahweh, you tenders of the people. Give unto the Yahweh, glory and strength. 8. Give unto the Yahweh, the glory due unto his name. Bring an offering and come unto his courts. I always remind everyone, when you're doing this, to remember that Yahweh loves a cheerful giver. And also donations that's given to this ministry is greatly appreciated. 
that you give. According to the Bible scriptures mentioned in the book of Leviticus, chapter 27, verse 30, and once again mentioned in the book of Hebrews, chapter 7, verse 8, verse number 9. This is done to keep this ministry within your best sales, Yahweh. Also for building the school, which is very well needed, will keep you educated in the word of Yahweh. A banquet hall, radio station, and land to go to help foods we continue to speak of. Also, while there, check out our calendar. The calendar is there to keep you, your family, and friends in tune with the Bible feast days that come to us throughout the year. We also have a live program, which is a feature that's available during our broadcast time. This time to get there, type in three words, Yaqua Radio Live. And after clicking, look for Voices of the Trizolites, Tribe of Yaqua. Click the red live button as soon as it appears. It'll put you right into our live online broadcast. We also have a few numbers you can call with the one in mind. The first is our live conference room number, which is 319-527-6065. The other number is 224-600-5579. This would be our international number. We can call and leave those messages on Bible scriptures that you may have questions on, which can be answered by anyone the six hundred camps of God's ministry. But also in saying that, please do not call this number trying to teach. I'll have to remind you, you want to hear a discouraging click followed by a dollar Also by calling the same number, you can order what our numbers know is the twelve programs via the twelve tribes of Israel. DVD. Just make sure we get the correct name and the correct address, and we will see you receive it promptly. On another note, please do not contact us here. Email, phone, or text before broadcast or afterwards. He's usually pretty busy with the WCC, the New York Station stockholder man, answering many memos, and now even addition to that, the Latter-day Saints. So please use the international line of 224. Six zero zero five five seven nine. And if the question is legit, you will receive a call back. Unless you call trying to teach. As I said, you will only hear a discouraging bell phone. Now, if you happen to miss the beginning of today's program, you can catch the entire recorded show after 9.15 p.m. Except Fridays. Program time will be repeated after 10.30. And to do this, enter three words on the search line. Yaqua Radio Live. When you click enter, look for Voices of the Truth Lights, Tribe of Yaqua. Choose a program you will log into or any particular day that you would like to listen. And also, join our normal broad talk broadcast. We're also simultaneously transmitting on Caltalk, which can be logged in by your phone, your tablet, or your computer. Even now, your smartwatch. Just make sure you've downloaded the Caltalk app. And we'll be listed under ethnic group, African American. Look for voices of the Trizolites, tribe of Yadav. You'll find when you get there a room of 50 or more listening participants. For Yahweh's word is also working for your Bible education. Online there to answer the on the table topics we discuss during our broadcast will be Elder Mr. Tears Israel, along with Seer Israel writing a chapter. During this time, we'll be taking no comments off topic or any more 
two text questions answered at a time. And the part talk ends before teaching time. We will continue teaching on the part talk. That's why I'll be with you all. But once again, that continuing reminder that we usually give, that we find it's important that we put it out there. When we're giving the scriptures to speak by this year, be quick to hear and slow to speak. So the words of Yahweh will go smoothly, remembering that we have over 900,000 listeners that came to hear the righteous words of Yahweh and not that of confusion. So we have to be careful not to make world statements that can't be backed up by the Bible, like that Muslim guy that I was speaking of just a moment ago. But make those statements that can be backed up in so we can start to do just that. We pass our program back to our sphere of Israel and say, Yahweh. All right, Jay. Hallelujah. That's excellent. You part to help spread them books out of the because uh, you know, we're going to get a whole lot going on. And, and we want to kind of put a little bit more on this Armageddon so we can be clear on the sand. That's why you got there that last tape, 49. And 50, you understand what the word Armageddon means. And if you miss a class, you miss a box. So we're going to come back to that Armageddon again. And that's big talk with that, that Armageddon. So, uh, young lion, let's come here back to that 16 chapter. And I want to read a little bit more about this word Armageddon. Come back to the 16th chapter there. You're going to learn. And we're going to look right back down at verse number uh, 16 down to 19. That's what we going to do. 16 down to verse 19. So we come right back to the Armageddon, end prophecy, the final call on the children of Israel and the world. Final call. This is it. Uh, Revelation 16, 16 through 19. Young line, Brother Titus, you're back on the clock again. Revelation chapter 16, verse 16 to 19. Come on. Book of Revelation, chapter 16, verse 16 to 19. Revelation chapter 16, verse 16 reads, And he gathered them together into a place called in a Semitic tongue, through the word Hebrew, Armageddon, verse 17, and the seven angels, ministering spirits, pour out his veil into the air, and there came a great voice out of the temple of heaven from the throne, saying, It is done. Verse 19, and there were voices and thunders and lightning, and there was a great earthquake, such as was not since man were upon the earth, so mighty an earthquake, and so great. Verse 19. And the great city was divided into three parts, and the cities of the nations fell, and great Babylon came in remembrance before Yahweh to give unto her the cup of the wine of the fierceness of Israel. Uh-huh. So it came in the mind to give Babylon, Babylon the Great, all that he's been prophesizing with, 
for a long, long time. Matter of fact, uh, hold that for just I know you're older, than Sister Judy. So let's find out what was what was prophesied. Hello, Mr. Kills. What was pre- what was prophesied a long time ago in the book of Jeremiah? Some was prophesied a long time ago. And we go on and find out what was prophesied a long time ago there by going to Jeremiah, where he said, Ecclesiastes 9, it's time to take care of Babylon. He said it was prophesied a long time ago. Let's read a little bit of that, Mr. Kills, as a long time ago in Jeremiah chapter 25. And we'll pick it up around by verse number 13. We'll pick it on down to verse number 17, 13 to 17. And then we'll skip down to verse 29 to 32. 29 to 32. And, 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 and people with a little old big robe over there, Jeff. Just big robot, hold on for just a minute. I'm <laughs> so we can get this uh, on again in. Because he said it was prophesied. And it came back to his mind about giving Babylon something that he had told somebody about. Let's find about that by going to Jeremiah 25, 13 down to verse 17. And then we'll skip down to verse number 29. Mm-hmm. Book of Jeremiah, looking at chapter 25, verses 13 to 17, and 29 to 32. Verse 13 says, And I will bring upon that land all my words which I have pronounced against it, even all that is written in this book which Jeremiah had prophesied against all, for many nations and great kings shall serve themselves of them also. And I will recompense them according to their deeds and according to the work of their own hands. 15. For thus saith the Yahweh of Israel unto me, take the wine cup of this fury at my hand, and cause all the nations to whom I send to drink it. 16. They shall drink and be moved and be mad because of the sword that I will send among them. 17. Then took I the cup of Yahweh's hand and made all the nations to drink upon whom the Yahweh had sent me. Verse number 29. For lo, I began to bring evil on the city which is called by my name. You should be utterly unpunished. Ye shall not be unpunished, for I will call upon the sword upon the inhabitants of the earth, saith the Yahweh of hosts. 30. Therefore prophesied thou against them all these words, and say unto them, The Yahweh shall war from on high, and utter his voice from his 
righteous habitation. He shall mightily walk upon his habitation. He shall give a shout as they thread the grapes against all the inhabitants of the earth. Uh, read verse 33. Uh, read that verse 33, Elder. Verse 33. Okay, jump into verse 33. And the snow of the young one. Well, I didn't really, I didn't really hear you. Now, keep going down. Keep on, going down to 33. Because 33 is going to be uh, what I'm really looking for. So wherever you're at, continue okay. that, but take it down to 33. Okay. Finishing in 31. And now shall come even to the end of the earth. Well, said Yahweh, have a controversy with the nations. He will plead with all flesh. He will give them, he will give them that are wicked to the sword, saith the Yahweh. 32. Thus saith the Yahweh of hosts, Behold, evil shall go forth from nation to nation, and with a great whirlwind shall be raised up on the coast of the earth. 33, and the slain of the aqua shall be at that day from one end of the earth even to the other end of the earth. They shall not be laminated, neither granite, nor buried. They shall be done upon the ground. Mm-hmm. So, you know, um, that was excellent. He said he's going to plead with all flesh. So we might as well get a precept on that, Elder. Let's go to Isaiah 66, verse 15 through 17, because Jeremiah did pull that from somewhere. So so we're talking about Armageddon, the closing of Armageddon. So that was foretold already to the seers. Just put it in right. So in Isaiah 66, 15 down to verse 17, let, let's see him. Let's see how, how he's going to plead with all nations. Isaiah 66, 15 down to verse 17. What does it say? Oh. In the book of Isaiah, chapter 56, reading 15 to Verse 15 down to 17. 17. Verse 15 down to verse 17. What does it say? Verse number 15 says, Isaiah 56. 56. Isaiah 66. Chapter 12. Oh, six, Isaiah 66. 66. Six, six. No. Change my notes here. Okay, Isaiah 66. We know 15 to verse 17. 15 says. 15 to 17. 15 to 17. 15 says, Well, behold, the Yahweh will come with fire and with his chariots like a whirlwind to wonder his anger with fury and his rebuke with flames of fire. 16, For by fire and by his sword will be the Yahweh plead with all flesh and the slain of the Yahweh shall be many. 17, they that sanctify themselves, purify themselves in the gardens behind one tree in the midst, eating swine flesh and the abomination 
and the mouse shall be consumed together, says the Yahweh. Hallelujah. That means he's going to take care of all the work that he's been telling the children of Israel about even Leviticus chapter 11 by Enoch. So all that, it was a timeline to put it out there, let them know to even leave that hog alone, because Armageddon is Yahweh is laying the fatal blow when the seven vows is pulled out by the seven angels. He said it was done. That means everything was taken care of. And and matter of fact, uh, it'll, how much time do, do do he need anyway? And Revelation chapter 18, verse 10 and 11. How much time do Yahweh need anyway for all, everything going to be done? Let's look at an end-time prophecy, Elder, on how much time do Yahweh need to take care of all this business called Armageddon, the final blow. The fatal blow, the final blow in the 18th chapter. Uh, pick it up around by verse number 11. And Jim would say to Elder, 18, uh, Revelation, verse number 11, what does it say? Okay. I think, I think you want me to start at 10. Oh, yeah, 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 start at 10. That's right. Start okay. at verse 10. Okay. Verse number 10. Standing afar off for the fear of their torment, saying, Alice, Alice, that made the great city Babylon, that mighty city, for in one hour is thy judgment come. And and the merchants of the earth shall weep down and mourn over her, for no man buyeth their merchandise anymore. (laughs) Uh So, uh, how much time do Yahweh need to wrap up his business on Armageddon's final blow so according to that verse 10, how much time do Yahweh need? As a matter of fact, read verse 19. What does it say in verse 19? Verse number 19 says, And they cast dust on their head and cried, weeping and wailing, saying, Alas, Alas, that great city, wherein were made rich all that had ships in the sea by reason of her coastlessness. For in one hour is she made desolate. Mm-hmm. So, Elder, how much time do Yahweh need to take care of his Once that seven angel say it is dark, how much time do Yahweh need to wrap up this whole world situation there? How much time do you need? One hour. One hour. Verse 21. Verse 21 says, And a mighty minister spirit took up a stone like a great millstone and cast it into the sea, saying, Thus, with violence, shall that great city Babylon be thrown down and shall be found no more at all. You see that? So the areas are there. So like we keep telling those that got a year to hear, all that kind of 
prepare yourself for the WKs and retirements and all this and, and well, I don't want to know, but you better make sure you prepare to understand it's Yahweh's words. That's what you better be clear to know because every benefit that you receive in this world, Yahweh is going to take one hour and throw it down. Because what you leave your loved ones is make sure they have the number one thing left to them, the word of Yahweh. Because that's the only thing going to stand. Because one hour, he's going to destroy everything. Now we're going back to Sister Judas and find out who knows this information. We're going back to Revelation chapter 10, Sister Judas. Now we're going to take a little look at some things and find out exactly um, what we need to hear and who we're supposed to see pertain to all this information. Sister Judas, Revelation chapter 10, 1 through 7, then skip down to 10 and 11. Come on. Revelation chapter 10, verses 1 to 7, and verse 10 to 11. Verse 1 reads, And I saw another mighty miniature spirit come down from heaven, clothed with a cloud, and a rainbow was upon his head. And his face was, was that it were the sun and his feet as pillars of fire. Verse 2 reads, and he, and he had in his hand a little book open, and he set his right foot upon the sea and his left foot on the earth. Verse 3 reads, And cried with a loud voice as when a lion roared, and when he had cried, seven thunders uttered their voices. Verse 4 reads, And when the seven thunders had uttered their voices, I was about to write. And I heard a voice from heaven saying unto me, Fill up those things which the seven thunders uttered, and write them not. Verse 5 reads, And the men of the spirit which I saw stand upon the sea and open the earth, lifted up his head, his hand to heaven. Verse 6 reads, and swore by him that liveth forever and ever, who created heaven and the things that therein are, and the earth and the things that therein are, and the sea, and the things which are therein, that there should be times no longer. Verse 7 reads, But in the days of the voice of the seventh minister spirit, when he shall begin to sound, the, the mystery of Yahweh should be finished, as he has declared to his servants the seer. Verse 10. And I took the little book out of the angel's hand, of the minister's hand, and ate it up. And it was in my mouth sweet as honey. And as soon as I had eaten it, my belly was bitter. Verse 11 reads, And he said unto me, Thou must prophesy again before many peoples and nations and tongues and kings. Excellent. I was actually reading now, Sister Judith. Uh, now, I'll come back to verse 7 again. And uh, 
Bring that home one more time. One more again in verse 7. So Armageddon, final blow. The final blow. And make it plain that, Sister Judas, who knows how the final blow is going to be according to verse 7. Come on. Revelation chapter 10, verse 7 reads, But in the days of the voice of the seven men of spirit, when he shall begin to sound, the mystery of Yahweh shall be finished as he has declared to his servants the seers. Hallelujah. So one thing we do know, it was nothing declared to the Christians. It was nothing declared to Islamic, the Muslim. It was nothing declared to Jehovah Witnesses. They wasn't declared anything. The one that know how this thing gonna begin and end is, according to the Bible, the seal. So give me a precept on that in, in Amos three verse seven. Now, Sister Judas, I need a precept on it just to make sure we understand this point. That if you want to know Yahweh's ending and the true understanding about Armageddon, Yahweh will make it plain to Amos 3, verse 7. What did he say? <laughs> Amos chapter 3, verse 7. Judas, what does it say for a precept? Amos chapter 3, verse 7 reads. Amos chapter 3, verse 7 reads, Surely the Yahweh, Yahweh will do nothing, but the revealeth, but but he revealeth his secret unto the, the servants, the seers. So, so if we want to understand exactly how this thing goes, then I behoove you to pay attention to the closing of Armageddon when the seventh angel pull out his bow that means the mystery will be finished. Everybody be in place, and we find out the Yahweh, all he will need is one hour to get everything in place. And we're going to bring Mother E in. Well, Mother E came on stage to say, you know, I hollered that microphone pretty good last night. I'm, guess what? I'm ready to go again. So, Mother E, one of the most out of camp one, Yahweh feature that seed royal. Yahweh bless you, Israel. I see you, Hallelujah, Hallelujah, Mother, Mother E. Now, we know Mother Z is getting ready to give a commentary a little bit later. So she always just getting the papers all spread out and pen ready. So uh, we will get back with her a little later. So now, hey, Mother E, I want you to look at the future of this right here that's going to happen. Let's look at a verse in Ezekiel chapter 38, verse 1 and 17. And y'all lying, y'all lying, Brother Titus had me that 39 chapter, like I said, 1 through 20 waiting on me. But I, I want to get another witness but we can be clear. See, somebody has to know, because when you see this thing that's jumping off, and you know, hey, wait a minute, that ain't the way it goes. So, uh, Mother, 
mother ate. We don't look at a statement that in the 38th chapter, uh, verse Ezekiel 38, and we look at verse 17. We're going to Ezekiel 38, verse 1 and 17. See, we, see, we want to be clear that we got somebody, it's got, it got to be a ministry, know what the Bible is saying. Because we're in the last days, and when you, when any other organization come before you with your mouth going, we supposed to have the, we supposed to done the Judges five eleven by reversing the righteous act. And the righteous act, we got to know what it is. Ezekiel thirty eight verse one and seventeen. What does that mean? Ezekiel thirty eight verse one. And verse 17, verse 1, And the word of the Yahweh came unto me, saying, 17, Thus said the Yahweh, About he of whom I have spoken in old time by my servant the seer of Israel, which prophesied in those days many years that I would bring thee Again, them, against them. Uh-huh. So you see, the seer's job is to prophesize. He prophesies to the seer, getting them prepared on exactly how the closing of this thing going to be. See, it, it must be a ministry to start lining this thing up and knowing what's going on, knowing who will be doing the talking right now in these last days is the seer of Israel. And the seer of job knows he's supposed to get to the elders. And the elders know they're supposed to get to the teachers. Mm-hmm. And the teachers know they got to get to the, the father. And the father's got to get to the mother. And the mm-hmm. mother's got to get to the children. See, this protocol must be drilled in the six anointed camp's head. Because who will be talking now is the order you just got to hear. So now we're going to read what's going to happen when the seven angels close it out in Armageddon. And that means a final blow for the world that was foretold by the seer in every generation. We're going to Ezekiel chapter 39, y'all learn, and we're going to look at the 39th chapter, and we're going to enjoy some nice time for reading in Ezekiel 39, 1 down to verse 20. Brother Titus Israel, up and come and teach out of Cap 1, you on the clock, come on. The book of Ezekiel is here, chapter 39, verse 1 through 20. Ezekiel chapter 39, verse 1 reads, Therefore, you son of man, prophesize against God, and say, Thus said Yahweh, Behold, I'm against you, O God, the chief prince of Meshach and Tebal. Verse 2, I will turn ye back and leave but the sixth part of you, and will cause you to come up from the north part, and will bring you upon 
the mountains of Israel. Verse 3, and I will smite your bow out of your left hand and will cause your arrows to fall out of your right hand. Verse 4, you shall fall upon the mountains of Israel, you and all your band and the people that is with you. I will give you unto the ravenous birds on every shore and to the beasts of the field to be devoured. Verse 5, you shall fall upon the open field, for I have spoken it, said Yahweh. Verse 6, I will send a fire upon Magog and among them that dwell carelessly in the isle. They shall know that I am Yahweh. Verse 7, so will I make my righteous name known in the midst of my people Israel. And I will not let them pollute my righteous pure name anymore. And the heathen nations shall know that I am Yahweh, the righteous one in Israel. Verse 8. Behold, it is come, and it is done, said Yahweh. This is the day whereof I have spoken. Verse 9. And they that dwell in the cities of Israel shall go forth and shall set on fire and burn the weapons, both the shield and the buckler, the bow and the arrow, and the headstaff, and the spear, and they shall burn them with fire seven years. Verse So that they shall take no wood out of the field, neither cut down any out of the forest, for they shall burn the weapons with fire. And they shall spoil those that spoil them, and rob those that rob them, said Yahweh. Verse 11. And they shall come to pass, and it shall come to pass. In that day, and I will give unto God a place whereof grave in Israel, the valley of the passengers on the east of the sea. And it shall stop the noses of the passengers, and there Said they bury God, all his multitude, and they shall call it of him, of him on God. Verse 12. In seven months shall the nation, family of Israel, be buried of them, that they may cleanse the land. Verse 13. Yea, all the people of the land shall bury them, and this shall be to them. And now, the day that I have, the day that I should be honored, said Yahweh. Verse 14. And they shall sever out men of continued employment, passing through the land to bury with the passengers, those that remain upon the face of the earth, to cleanse it after the end of seven months, said they shall. Verse 15. And the passengers, they passed through the land. When any seed the man's bone, then shall he set up a sign by it to the burial. To the burial have buried it in the valley of Hanagah. Verse 16. And also the name of the city shall be Hamanah. Thus shall they cleanse the land. Verse 17. And you, son of man, thus said Yahweh. Speak unto every feathered fowl, and to every beast of the field, 
assemble yourselves and come gather yourselves from every side to the sacrifice that I do sacrifice for you, even a great sacrifice upon the mountains of Israel, that you may eat flesh and drink blood. <laughs> verse 20. I mean, verse 18. You should eat the flesh of the mighty and drink the blood of the princes of the earth, of ram, of lamb, and of goat, of bullock, all of them, fattening of Bushan. Verse 19. You should eat fat till you be full, and drink blood till you be drunken of my sacrifice, which I have sacrificed for you. Verse 20. Thus should be filled at my table with horses and chariots, with mighty men, and with all men of war, said Yahweh. Uh-huh. Who is he telling a rebus of 17 and 4 again, uh, young lion, who is he telling that they're going to be eating blood and doing all this um, uh, dead folks eating? Who is he talking to according to verse 17 and verse 4? Come on there, young lion. Ezekiel 39, verse 17 and verse 4. Ezekiel 39, verse 17. And you, son of man, thus said Yahweh, speaking to every fowl, every feather fowl, and to every beast of the field, assemble yourself and come, guide yourselves on every side to my sacrifice, that I do sacrifice for you, even a great sacrifice upon the mountains of Israel, that you may eat flesh and drink blood. Verse 4. You shall fall upon the mountains of Israel, you and all your bands, and the people that is with you, and will give you unto the ravenous birds on every sort, and to the beasts of the field to be devoured. Uh huh. So he's making his promise to the birds, the fowls of the air. That means. The reason why he's making this, this uh, promise to the fathers of the air there, young lion, because the, see, Yahweh, he never, like the air of the Lord, to bring that Yahweh never get your labor or love. See, Yahweh. when you've when you been done something, done something for Yahweh, he is not going to forget it. That's the point. Man might forget, but Yahweh will never forget. Now, this promise is to the birds, the fowls of the air, about a great day that they're going to do some tall, long, blood eating. So let's go back and see where did the birds get this promise from. Let's go back to our young line. Let's go back to that 17th chapter of 1 Kings. Let's look at one thing out of verse 6. Let's find out where, see, one thing about it. What we try to tell you, see, this is a double meaning. When you go all out for your Yahweh, don't think man might forget, woman might forget, but the Almighty will never forget when you, when you know you have done something by doing what he got written in his Bible. 
Now he just got through reading that the birds going to have a great day of some serious eating. What did they do to deserve that? We go and find out in First Kings 17, 1 through 6. What is it that? Young lion, come out. The book of First Kings, chapter 17, verse 1 to verse 6. First Kings, chapter 17, verse 1. And Elijah, the Tishbite, who was, who was of the habitant of Gilead, said to Ahab, As Yahweh Israel liveth, before whom I stand, there shall not be dew nor rain these years, but according to my word. Verse 2, And the word of Yahweh came unto him, saying, Verse 3, Get you hit, and turn you eastward, and hide yourself by the brook of Surah, that is before joy. Verse 4, And it shall be that you should drink of the brook, and I have commanded the ravens to feed you then. Verse 5, So he went and did according unto the word of Yahweh, for he went and dwelt by the brook of Surah, that is before joy. Verse 6, and the raven brought him bread and flesh in the morning, and bread and flesh in the evening, and he drank of the brook. You, 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 you hear that, you hear that, Marie? So one thing about okay. it, when you are done your will in Yahweh, Yahweh is not going to forget your will. So you see, the fowls of the air done a good thing. They done some work for Yahweh. They brought their seal. Uh, read verse 4 and 6 again. 1 Kings 17, verse 4 and 6. And uh, welcome again, our other mother, Mother Dear of Israel. She said, look at there. I, I, I need a little bit more. That's from last night. And don't worry, you, you all, we already about an hour in, Mother. And we got a lot going and a lot more on the way. Y'all fly beat that Mother D F Israel C. Royal. Now, um, see, when you do what Yahweh tell you to do, Yahweh do not forget just like he told his man the fear. You do what I tell you to do because I have commanded the ravens, the birds, to feed you. Now let's read verse um, 17, chapter verse 6 and verse 4. One more time there, uh, young lion. What does it say there in First Kings chapter 17, verse 6 and 4? What does it say? First Kings chapter 17, verse 6 and verse 4. 1 Kings chapter 17, verse 6 reads, And the ravens brought him bread and flesh, and bread and flesh in the evening, and he drank of the brook. Verse 4. And it shall be that you should drink of the brook, and I have commanded the raven to feed you there. Mm-hmm. Hey, see, we, see, we got to believe in our Yahweh. Because remember one thing, see, that's the key. And that's why this ministry got to come. We got to wake up. We got to wake up and understand that only one will be talking in these days right here now. It's the six anointed camps of bosses of the two Israelites. I mean, that's what we're talking about now. So this is part two on this Armageddon. So now, let's go to the entire policy and read it. And 
Now, line, we're going to the 19th chapter. We do, it's going to bring it. Here it is, right here. See, whatever promise Yahweh has promised for you, remember, his time is not like your time. Right. If he promised you something and you know you have done his work, you got it coming. Now, the birds was promised a great big dinner to eat all types of everything. They were promised that way back in 1 Kings 17. Yahweh might have made a, you might have made a promise to Yahweh, and you would say, well, what's taking it so long? No, Yahweh ain't forget no promise that you are made, that he are made with you, showing you that he made a promise with the birds. Now, here it is, an end-time prophecy, y'all lying, getting ready to read it, in the 19th chapter, 11 down to verse 21. Let's talk about it. Y'all lying, brother Titus, come on. The book of Revelation, end-time prophecy, Revelation chapter 19, verse 11 through 21. Revelation chapter 19, verse 11 reads, And I saw heaven open, and behold, a white horse, and he that sat upon it was called faithful and true, and in righteousness he do judge and make war. Verse 12, his eyes were as a flame of fire, and on his head were many crowns, he had a name written that no man knew but he himself. Verse 13, he was clothed with a garment dripped in blood, and his name called the Word of Yahweh. Verse 14, and the army which were in heaven followed him upon white horses, clothed in fine linen, white and clean. Verse 15. And out of his mouth go a sword, sword, and that with it he should fight the nation. He should rule them with a rod of iron. And he shared the winepress of the fierceness and wrath of the almighty Yahweh. Verse 16. And he had and he had on his vexed garment and on his thigh a name written, King of Kings, and Yahweh, Yahweh. Verse 17. And I saw an angel, ministering spirit, standing in the sun. And he cried with a loud voice, saying to all the fowls that fly in the midst of heaven, Come and gather yourselves together unto the supper of the great Yahweh. Verse 18. That ye may eat the flesh of kings and the flesh of cattle and the flesh of mighty men and the flesh of horses and of them that sat on them and the flesh of all men, both free and bond, both small and great. <laughs> Verse 19. And I saw the beast and the kings of the earth and their army gathered together to make war against him that sat on the horse and against his arm. Verse 20, and the beast was taken, and with him a false shepherd, bishop, pastor, that wrought miracles before him, with which he deceived them, and received the mark of the beast, and them that worshipped his image. These boats were cast alive into the lake of fire, burning with brimstone. Verse 21, and the raiment was slain with the sword of him that sat upon the horse, which swore 
proceeded out of his mouth, and all the fowls were filled with their flesh. Yeah. So you see, if Yaquam made a a promise to the birds for doing good to the seer, y- y'all brought him flesh, and y'all kept him gone until he was turned over to the next movie he had to make. See, Yahweh promised them a great big eating. Now, we just read they had a great supper, and now you see what they will eat. So when so when you do Yahweh's will, don't think that Yahweh have for, forgot anything. Matter of fact, I got to pull a rabbit out of there. Oh, help me out there, Sister Judith. I need a, I need a precept on that right there. That sounds pretty good. I need a precept on that. Let's say I need a precept on that. See, that's one thing about it. The Bible will give you a small steel voice and say, yeah, that sounds pretty good, brother. See, you might well put a precept with that. Let's look at, let's go to the 49th chapter of Isaiah. And we're going to look at verse number 14. No, let's make it let's make it sound good. Let's take it at verse thirteen down to verse sixteen, that's what the Judas. We're going to Isaiah forty nine, thirteen down to verse sixteen. Hey, Sister Judas, what's that say at? Come on. Isaiah chapter forty nine verses thirteen to sixteen. Verse thirteen reads, Sing, O heavens, and be joyful, O earth, and break forth into singing, O mountains. For the Yahweh has comforted, comforted his people and will have mercy upon his afflicted. Verse 14 reads, But Yadah Judah said, The Yahweh has forsaken me, and my Yahweh has for, forgotten me. Verse 15 said, reads, Can a woman forget her sucking child, that she should not have compassion on the son of her womb? Yea, they they may forget, yet will I not forget thee. Verse 16 reads, Behold, I have graven thee upon the palms of my hands. Thy walls are continually before me. Hey, that's one. So you see, he said, he said a woman might forget a suckling child. But he said, I'm telling you now, children of the book. Of Israel, I got you graven in the palm of my hand, and I'm not gonna forget everything you own. I'm not gonna forget it. Matter of fact, now let's get a precept on that. See, the game changes, Sister Judas. When you precept your Bible, you get all the apples. When you when you when you find another ministry that put a statement on table and go precept it and prove it and bag it up, that's when you know that's a sign of Yahweh working with that ministry. But when you talk a good game, don't worry about that because that ain't the way it's supposed to be. Now let's precept that to the 18th chapter Jeremiah and Judas. Let's get a precept on that on Yahweh saying, I'm not forgetting. If y'all got me right. I got you right. Understand that 
Yahweh is in the healing and the pain business. So when you got pain, give all credit to Yahweh. When you got your healing, give all credit to Yahweh. He run everything. So now he's talking to those seals, Jeremiah in 18, verse 1. We'll read to we get our point there, Sister Judas. Pick up 18, verse 1 of Jeremiah, and we'll read down. And Elder Mr. Hill, tell me end time prophecy, Revelation chapter 14, down to verse 20, waiting on the Elder Mr. Hill. So now we're going to find out that Yahweh always give an illustration on everything he do. So now he's going he gonna to get old Jeremiah attention and tell Jeremiah something. Let's read a little bit about it. So Judas 18, we'll keep reading until we get our point. Come on. Jeremiah chapter 18, verse 1 reads, The word which came to Jeremiah from the Yahweh saying, verse 2, Arise and go down to the potter's house. And there I will cause thee to hear my word. Verse 3 reads, Then I went down to the potter's house, and behold, he walked and worked on the wheels. Verse 4 reads, And the vessel that he made of clay was marred in the hand of the potter, so he made it again another vessel, and seemed good to the potter to make it. Verse 5 reads, Then the word of the Yahweh came to me, saying, Verse 6, O house, family of Israel, cannot I do with you as this potter, said the Yahweh. Behold, as the clay is in the potter's hand, so are you in my hand, O family of Israel. Verse 7 <laughs> reads, And at, at what instant I shall speak concerning the nation and concerning the kingdom, to pluck up and to pull down and to destroy it. Verse 8 reads, If that nation against whom I have pronounced turn from their evil, I will repent of the evil that I that I talk to do unto them. Excellent. Right Verse there. Eight. Right there. Well, you see? So, so what do we leave open for us to do? Repent. Once we find out that Yahweh, if he make a promise, to you on uh, what he's going to do. He said, now, just as the potter didn't like the vessel, the potty he had in his hand, he slammed that thing down and broke it and made another one that pleased him. He said, now, you see how that potter was doing this clay making? You in my hand the same way, O children of Israel. If you do right, I'm with you. If you do wrong, I'm going to get you. It was Armageddon all about. But if you repent and come back to me the way this Bible is written, then you are all right. So there it is right there. He ain't forgot nothing. He'll take you through hard times to show you something that he already knows. <laughs> when you not in the in crowd with the Yahweh and you feel that you can come up another way, he always show you in more ways than one. So never forget, 
Yahweh is about his people, but the people he's about is the one that's Yahweh minded. You got it? Good. So what it takes for you to have a rude awakening? Yahweh said turn to him, and he'll turn to you. That's what he's talking about. Now, we're going to the 14th chapter, and we want to get a second witness on Yahweh coming. Now, the reason why he told, he said, tell all the fowls that wherever they are, come to Yahweh's great sepulchre. Let's find out why he needs the birds. Remember, young lion read in the book of 39th chapter of Ezekiel that the children of Israel going to have a, uh, a steady employment for seven straight months, bearing all the bodies that he have killed on Armageddon, in Armageddon, Megadoo, Jehoshaphat, in the land of Israel, and last night lesson when he gathered all the nations into one spot and brought their tail all up. So understand one thing. I don't care what you do with your family in this world. Make sure you got your Yahweh right. That's the game changer. Because everything he got written in his Bible, he's going to fulfill it. And not a fear is revealing to you for the elders to have it plainly to get to the teacher. And the teacher's job is to get to the father. And the father's job is to get to the mother. And the mother's job is to get it to the children. That's the order of this thing. So it got to be a ministry understand this thing. And it is. And you're hearing it now. Revelation, end time prophecy, chapter 14, 14 down to 20. Elder material. Come on with it. You want to talk? Come on. And the book of Revelations, chapter 14, reading 14 to verse number 20. 14 says, And I looked, and behold, a white cloud, and upon the cloud one set like unto the Son of Man, having on his head a golden crown, and in his hand a sharp sickle. Fifteen. And another minister spirit came out of the temple, crying with a loud voice to him that sat on the cloud, thrust in thy sickle, and reap, for time is come for thee to reap. For the harvest of the earth is ripe. And he that sat upon the cloud thrust in his face on the earth, and the earth was reaped. 17. And another minister spirit came out of the temple, which is in heaven, he also having a sharp sickle. 18. Another minister spirit came down from the altar which had power over fire, and cried with a loud cry to him that had a sharp sickle, saying, Thrust in thy sharp sickle, and gather clusters of the vine of the earth, for her grapes are fully ripe. 19. 
And the other minister spirits thrust in his sickle into the earth and gathered the vine of it and cast it into the great winepress of the wrath of Yahweh. 20. And the winepress was trotted without the city. And blood came out of the winepress, even unto the horse fragments, by the space of a thousand and six hundred furlongs. Mm-hmm. So what are you saying? He said blood was running six two hundred miles. It was two hundred miles of blood. So now you see why he got to have the birds to come and suck up that. He said he gonna kill them. The, the, the blood gonna be up to the horse's bridle. And it will go for two hundred miles. Now, that's some serious killing. But 200 miles. You know how far 200 miles is from, imagine 200 miles from where you at right now. <laughs> Off to the horse's wire. That's why he told the birds, come on down to the great sepulchre. And that's why it's taking seven months for all of the children of Israel to buried them dead bodies. Because the children of Israel, they was, um, why did the children of Israel do that? Let's go to Revelation 21 there, Elder. We're going to look at Revelation 21. The children of Israel had an employment for seven months after the killing was over with. They had an employment of seven months, according to Ezekiel 38. We read the earlier part of that. And they were bearing bodies for seven months. Now, what, what verse I just say you to go to where I get? Just slip my mind that time. Revelation, you, think, said, you, said Reve, you said Revelation 21, but no verse. Revelation 21. I guess I guess Yahweh, I'm taking it from you. 21. What's in 21? The other Dylan. What was in 21 that needs to be covered? The Almighty taking that from me. He said, now what's the other? I don't know. About 21. Well, who got something to say to that? What, what, what was I talking about? Dead bodies. Dead bodies. Dead bodies. Oh, Mosey. Okay, excellent. I'm talking about some dead bodies. <laughs> well, I don't know. He done got away from me now in the 21st chapter about these dead bodies. So I guess if he want me to. Oh, yeah. Oh, thank you, Mosey. That's what I'm talking about. See, sooner or later. You want to recognize the signs of timing. And the children of Israel are going to have a job because the children of Israel are going to be well. That's what I <laughs> thank you, Mother Z. Go to 2114. Now, it came back to me with the help of Mother Z. And see, that's what it's all about. Let's go to 2114, you know, down to verse 16. 
Let's find out exactly why the children of Israel are going to have seven months to, to bury bodies. 21, 14, down to 16. Come on. The book of Revelations, chapter 21, reading 14 to 16. 14 says, And the wall of the city had 12 foundations, and in them the names of the 12 apostles of the Lamb. 15. And he that talked with, with me had a golden reed to measure the city, and the gates thereof, and the wall thereof. 16. And the city lieth four square and the length as large as as redder. And he measured the city with the reed. 12,000 furlongs, the length of the breadth, and the height of it are equal. Now, now back up the first prayer, and, and, and kind of give, give me a little more audio out there, boy, for the national order really is to put your brain to the table. Let's find out exactly in 12 and 13. Why so? Let's find out in 12 and 13, verse 12 and 13. Revelation 21, reading 12 and 13. 12 says, And had a wall great and high, and had 12 gates, and the gates 12 minutes spirits, and the names written thereon, which are the names of the twelve tribes of the children of Israel. Thirteen. On the east, three gates. On the north, three gates. On the south, three gates. And on the west, three gates. Ain't that something? So that means the whole world, the whole world after this beatdown, will be ran by the children of Israel, not by the Latter-day Saints, not by the WCC, not by the Roman Catholic Church, not by Jehovah Witnesses. When this thing is all said and done, the children of Israel, all 12 tribes, will be, will be spread out north, east, south, south, west. And you know what? That was a prophecy. You know, that was a prophecy. Now, me now. Now, Mother, even I would get ready to take a look at this prophecy. That's a big topic there. So now, look what we're going to read. We are summoning into end time prophecy. The children of Israel will be located north, east, south, west. See that? So if you're in any organization, a Christian organization, Islam, Judaism, you will have to answer to the 12 tribes of Israel because they're going to be headquarters north, east, south, west. And they, they're going to be there not trembling. Let's get a precept on that, Harold. Let's go 225 to 29 of Revelation. Let's see if they're going to be trembling when Armageddon is final over with. 200 miles of blood. Them thousands eating up every clean up thing. 
seven months, the children of Israel are going to be barren bodies that went against Yahweh. Children of Israel are going to be north, east, south, west. There ain't no other organization will be in the picture unless you are part of the children of Israel and you can't be a part of the children of Israel unless you understand you came up out of the bar of the covenant. You can't bring a Christian mindset, Islamic mindset, Judaism mindset, Jehovah Witness mindset. It ain't going to work. That's why the six and all the cats got to raise their level and be prepared to teach the Bible. When they get north, east, south, west of this world, what kind of power will Yahweh give them? And 225 to 29, give me a little more audio here for the national order to really understand what we're trying to bring. We ain't trying to sneak nothing past them. We try to tell them what time it is, and we're going to deliver it according to just as Yahweh. 225 to 29, Elder come out. Revelations chapter 2, reading 25 to 29. 25 says, But that which ye have already hold fast till I come. 26, And he that overcometh and keepeth my words unto the end, to him I will give power over the nations. 27, And he shall rule over them with a rod of iron, as the vessels of a potter shall they be broken to shivers, even as I receive of my father. 28, and I will give him the morning star. 29, and he that have an ear, let him hear what the Spirit saith unto the churches. Uh, what the Spirit saith to the churches, huh? Give me a precept on that, uh, Elder. Give me a precept on that in 17, verse 1. Yeah, he said the churches are all right, but we both add a little bit more to that according to Exodus 17, verse 1. What did he say, Elder? Exodus 17, verse 1. It's found out about these churches that he said to the church. What church he said this to? In 17, verse 1 of the book of Exodus. In, in the book of Exodus, chapter 17. Looking at verse number one, it says, And the congregation of the children of Israel journeyed from the wilderness of sin after their journeys according to the commandments of the Yahweh and pitched in. Mm-hmm. So, that, so that's what church he's talking about. The whole congregation of the children of Israel. So that's the one he's talking about we read in the Revelation. And that's the church. That's gonna be that's gonna be having all the power to execute judgment with a rod of iron on all the other, other nations that make it. They're gonna come up on a one bond, one covenant, the children of Israel covenant. So that's why we know one thing, Mother E. Some changes got to come. Let's find out a little bit more, Mother Mother E and Luke. Chapter 10, verse 1 and 2, find out what kind of changes got to be done. Luke, chapter 1, verse 1 and 2. What does it say there, Mother E? Okay. 
book of Luke, chapter 10. Verse 1 and 2. Luke chapter 10, verse 1 and 2. Yes, ma'am. What that say in 1 and 2? After these things, the Yahweh appointed other seven also and sent them two and two before he escaped into every city and place where he himself would come. Verse 2. Therefore said he unto them, The harvest truly is great, but the labors are few. Pray ye, therefore, the Yahweh of the harvest, that he would send forth labor into his harvest. You see that, Mother? And, and, and that's one of the most prayers that she might put on the table. Send labels that ready to do his work, not just to fill the seats or bodies. See, we got to understand one thing, Mother. We got to have labels to do this work, but they got to know how to do this work. Mm-hmm. And it's just not about bodies in the seat. Because Yahweh talked about that, Mother, in um, Torah 22, verse 1. See, we have to remember the harvest is plenty and the labor is through. We're going to have to reach the harvest. But we got to wait until the ones that prepared to understand. And he says, send them out two by two. What do you mean by two by two? Mm-hmm. He sent them out by the teacher and the reader. Teacher and the reader. The teacher and the reader got to be bold. And that's how it's gonna happen. Teacher and the reader. You got to you you got to be a teacher and you got to have a reader to take care of Yaqua's business. And Yaqua will take it from there. But he says you just can't be, you got to be, let's find what Yahweh is talking about, Mother. Let's read a little bit in Sirach 22, and we'll pick it up verse number one. Because we got to, we got to, especially in leadership, the mothers, the elders, the teachers, you have to watch and see, do you spot this kind of uh, person around you? This kind of person around you that mother getting ready to read. And Sirach 22, verse 1, we'll read a little bit. Let's read a little bit, Mother, and 22, verse 1. We got to keep our eyes keen open for what he told us here to look out for And 22, verse 1. Come on, Mother, let's read a little bit. Come on. The book of Sirach, chapter 22, verse 1. A slow man as it is compared to a filthy stone, and everyone... He compared to a dunghill. Otherwise, a slothful teacher, a slothful one that's in your midst, Yahweh said he compared him to a dunghill. 
Otherwise, he compared them to doo-doo. That's what he means. Mess. You see no growth in them. All you see in them is backbiting, murmuring, complaining, and no growth. Everything dumbfound there. When you see these kind of people in your presence, then you have to make a discord to this Bible. See, Yahweh is telling you these ain't the kind of people that you're going to get his business taken care with. It is nothing personal. This is Yahweh's business. But if you find a person, they still can't go in the Bible and take care of business. Mm-hmm. How long you say you've been in this ministry and you still can't precept your Bible? Well, get on. What is going on with you? So you got to recognize lawful people. Because this is a big job we try to get we rehearsing the righteous act for the big job of the school, land, banquet hall, radio station. So we got to have people that prepared to do the job. So he's telling you be watching out for these slothful. A slothful man compared to a filthy stone. You know what a filthy stone is? That's a stone that got doo-doo on top of it. Oh, boy. What are you talking about? Read a little bit more, Mother. Verse 2. A slothful man is compared to the facility of a dungeon. A dungeon. A dungeon is what what our fathers and mothers had in the, in the South. They had what's called an outhouse. They had, well, that the regular house, but when it's time to go and, um, give me a word, um, release yourself, you have to walk about a nice pace to a big old, to a little um, wooden house Check. that had a, toilet on top of it and a big hole dug. Mm-hmm. And then when you fill that hole up, you you move your house and put it in another open house. Open uh, part of the ground. <laughs> so you see, this is what Yahweh compared the people that you see haven't grown nowhere. And every time you hear a mouth, it's always murmuring, backbiting, and complaining. What Yahweh got written is, is what's going to be. That's why our time going to run out. Armageddon, we're in the last days. We read what Yahweh going to do. Once the seven angels bust them heads, he got a promise made to the birds to, to eat up some stuff. He got the children of Israel. If you make it, you're going to rule with a rod of iron, and you'll be located in four corners of the world. The world's got four corners, north, east, south, and west, and you will be the one running this thing. So you got to make sure you prepare. And you see somebody slothful uh, among you, they can't get right. 
Every time their mouth goes, it's backbiting, murmuring, complaining. Yahweh talking about that right now. He compared them to a outhouse. That was a dung hill called, and the south was called an outhouse. Where, where's the outhouse at? You know, there's a block the door here out of the back door, and you walk down the Ain't no, ain't no light in there. You, it's a old uh, wooden house way back there. You go way back there, and you come on back. You see that? That's what Yahweh is comparing these slothful ones that want to be always murmuring, complaining, backbiting. He's com- saying it like a dunghead. Read verse 2 again, Mother. Okay. Ecclesiastes chapter 22, verse 2. A slow man is compared to the guilty of a dining hill. Every man that takes it up will shake his head. His hand. <laughs> yeah. Every man take it up, you shake your hand, you know? Because you know when you move that thing, you'll get some that doo-doo on you. You see? Oh, boy. You got to move You got to move that thing from one thing. He ain't going to shake his hand. He always going to shake his hand when he gets to moving that thing around. He got he to gotta come outside and pick that thing up and put and dig another hole and put that thing back. And he, he compared people to this. People. Remember, children of Israel, you have to have a paddle. And he said, when it's time to ease yourself, you go out from the camp and dig a hole and cover it up. Because I walk in the midst of it, and I won't see no uncleanness around you. I won't step in that stuff. I'm just trying to tell you. you have, y'all have to watch those that still dragging their feet. You never want to talk scripture. But always ready to backbite mama and complain. Yahweh compares them to a dung hill. Because you got so much on the table, it's an outhouse. You might the word might be better suited for you call an outhouse. You ask your grandmother or somebody of age, what is the outhouse? And they'll point and look out the one. He said thing way back there, that's the outhouse. Go on and then ease yourself. Okay? Now let's get a precept on that, Mother. Let's go to EZRA 6-11. Let's see what Yahweh thinks about that outhouse. See, remember, when you precept your Bible, sometimes you got to go get some little cute cards. You got a little card to come in or you take a little sheet of paper and you make a little box on it. And you write down precepts. You might write down, you might write down Sarat 22, 1 and 2. Then you put the word called precept and see what the precept of that. You write down Amos, I mean, uh, E-Z-R-A, 6 Then you on your card, then you precept that. Then you might look out the window and catch your neighbor. Say, um, hey, neighbor, what you calling me for? Come on over here let me do some precepting with you. Let me rehearse the right to that with you. See, you've got to pick your cards and rehearse the right to that. Because Yahweh is saying you've got to precept your Bible. Now this outhouse, he compares people to. But let's see what the final verdict is on it in EZRA 
chapter 6, verse 11. What does it say there, mother? The book of Ezra, chapter 6, verse 11. Also, I have made a decree that whosoever shall alter this word, let the timber be pulled down from his house and being set up, let him be hanged thereon, and let his house be made a dunning here. Yeah, Mo. You see what y'all You see the precept? Now, when you read a precept, see, you take a little card or a sheet of paper, and you fold it up in like four spots, four, and you cut out little cue cards. They call it cue cards or whatever. And you put down Sarah 22-1-2 on your cue card and EZRA 611. He compares people to this. If you don't see no growth in them, and when you do hear their mouth, they're not always rambling, rambling around trying to change what Yahweh got written in the Bible. You ain't going to change what Yahweh got written. We in the last days. That's why this message is coming furious and more, but we're trying to wake up the six and on the camp. It's time for you to understand you got to teach this thing. You got to be able to put out your cue card. And when you read Sirach 22, 1 and 2, you got to put the word called precept on it. Ezekiel 611, the outcome of it. And you study that card. So when it come up, you know what to do with it. Precept your Bible, that's how you can understand it. See? Well, when we understand this good stuff, Yahweh is going to um, take care of some good business. Now, um, mm-hmm. you online. Uh. Yeah. Let's look at um, Sarai. We're looking at, we're going to look at something over here in um, Surat. Before we go to Surat, I want to set the stage to get to Surat there. You know what I mean? Let's see if we get the stage. See, that's why we said we have to watch everything. Because in Isaiah 42, can you help me out in 18 down to verse 21? What it says sure. in um, Isaiah 42, listen real good, 18 down to verse 21. What it says, y'all lying, Brother Titus, come on. The book of Isaiah, this is, chapter 42, verse 18 to 21. Isaiah, this is, chapter 42, verse 18, read. Here, ye depth, and look ye blind, that ye may see. Verse 19, who is blind but my servant, O deaf, as my messenger that I sent? Who is blind as he that is perfect and blind as Yahweh's servant? <laughs> Verse 19, Verse 20, read, Seeing many things, but you observe it not. Open the ear, but ye hear it not. Verse 21, 
the Yaquas will plead for its rights in the state. He will magnify the law and make it honorable. See what you say? Yaquas is going to magnify the law and make it honorable. He's going to magnify his law. His law is not done away with. He's going to magnify his law. He's telling Isaiah in 700 B.C., he's going to magnify his law and, and make it honorable. So understand one thing. When you, when you, when you, when you are around the industry and the people that is not on the right track, you got to let them know that Yahweh is going to magnify this law. This law, he's going to magnify this law. If you ain't, if you're not doing the law, the man's going to do you some damage. That's what he's saying. So now, now, in second Ezra there, young line, can you have to see out in 9, 36, and 37? What it says in Second Ezra, chapter 9, 36 and 37, what it say? We're going to 2 Ezra, so see it. Chapter 9, verse 36 and 37. 2 Ezra, the seer, chapter 9, verse 36 reads, For we that have received the law perish by sin, and our mind also which receive it. Verse 37, notwithstanding the law, perish not for remaining in its force. The law remains. The law is going to remain. So you got to tell the people about the law. You got to tell your grandbabies. Listen, grandbabies. Listen, my child. You got to keep the law. So right, 39, 15, 9, verse 25, that young lion. Surat, 39, 15, now to verse 25. And uh, Marie L. Me, Psalms 69, verse 30 to 33. Waiting on me, Marie. Psalms 69, verse 30 to 33. Have that waiting on me. Come on in, y'all line. The book of Surat, the seer, chapter 39. Verse 15 to 25. Sirach 39, verse 15. Read. Magnify his name and show forth his praise with song. For our lips and with heart in praising him, you should say, you should say after this matter. Verse 16. All the works of Yahweh are exceedingly good and whatsoever he commanded to be accomplished in due season. Verse 17. And none may say, What is this? Wherefore is that? For at time convenient, they should all be sought out. In his commandment, the water stood as in heat, and at the words of his mouth, a reputable <laughs> of water. Verse 19, and his commandment is done, whatsoever pleases him, and none can hinder when he will say, verse 19, 
The works of all flesh are before him, and nothing can be hid from his eyes. Verse 20. He seeth from everlasting to everlasting, and there is nothing wonderful before him. Verse 21. And man's need not to say, What is this? Wherefore is that? For he had made all things for their use. Verse 22. His blessings cover the dry land as a river and water it as a flood. 23. As he had turned the water into saltness, so should the heathen nation inherit his wrath. Verse 24. As his ways are plain unto the right, so are they stumbling blocks unto the wicked. Verse 25. For the good are good things created from the beginning, so evil things were sinners. Read verse 24 again. Y'all learn. This real kept at verse 24. Listen good at verse 24. Sirach chapter 39, verse 24. As his ways are plain unto the right, so are they stumbling blocks unto the wicked. You see that? And see, that's why you, that's why you see when you start catching people that sit among you, but they always, you read what the Bible is telling you what the Bible says. But it's not plain to them. Then you know what title they got on them. But to the righteous, it's plain. Do what the Bible say. This is what it says. This is what we gonna do. But then you got the wicked to say they'll come up another way. Huh? No, you don't do that. So that's why you got to recognize people from the places from the from the pages of the book. The righteous will hear the word plainly. And add on to it and keep it moving. The wicked come back by murmur and complain. And 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 on your cue card, you got the little card is showing you that's a slothful person. All they good for is a dung here, a outhouse. Huh? So you got to recognize Yahweh is telling you that. The harvest is plenty, but the labors is few. Send the labors that gonna do the work, and let's get this thing on because the thing gonna be on. Uh, it's gonna be unfold, revealed exactly what we to be doing. We gotta recognize that my closest little one is just like a slothful person. The more you talk to them, the worse they get. And he don't told you what they, they're good for them. Huh? I mean, the way you want to believe, look, you were created to tell this story. You got to tell it the way the Bible is and stand on it. Psalm 69, fill it out of verse 33, Mother E. What is that there, Mother? Psalm 69, verse 30, down to verse 33, come on. The book of Psalms, chapter 69, verse 30 to 33. Verse 30. I will praise the name of Yahweh with the throne and will magnify him with 
Thanksgiving, 31. This also shall please the Yahweh better than an ox or Moloch that has horn and hoof. 32. The armor shall see this and be glad, and your mind shall live that seeketh Yahweh. 33. But the Yahweh had heard the poor. Hear it. Hear it. What? But yeah. I heard the and despise not his praise, his prison. And despise not his praise. So before we always end up giving a, a do-wop, do-wop on Yahweh's name and his mercy endure forever. Before put that in the song around the grandbabies, around your friends. Don't sing about his name. Yahweh liked that. He liked to hear his name talked about. The four letters. 147 verse 1 there, mother. What it says in Psalms 147 verse 1. Mother Eve, 147 verse 1 of Psalm, what it says. Psalms 137, verse 1. Okay. Psalms 147, verse 1. Read. Praise ye Yahweh, for it is good. Sing praise unto our Yahweh, for it is pleasant. And praise, prayers, praise is common. Verse 2. Verse 2. Yahweh do build up Yahweh Judah. He gathers together the outcasts of Israel. Yahweh. You see that? So we have to don't shy away from his name in the company of others. We got to praise that, that mighty name, that YHWH mighty name. Because the harvest is plenty. Because let me tell you something. We got to. Hey, Mother, give me that 13th chapter. Give me the 13th chapter. And remember, it was prophesied that the children of Israel, when it's all said and done, will be north, east, south, and west. Yes. That's the way the creation is. The children of Israel will be north, south, east, and west. It was promised to our forefathers. Let's read a bit about it, Mother. Mother Eve. We're going to Genesis 13, verse 14 down to verse 17. We're going to read a little bit about it, Mother. Genesis chapter 13, 14 to 17. Come on. The book of Genesis, chapter 13, verses 14 to 17. Genesis chapter 13, verse 14. Yahweh said unto Abram, after that Lot was separated from him, lift up now thine eyes and look from the place where thou art northward and southward 
and eastward and westward. Fifteen. Okay. So I'm reading this right. Okay. Fifteen. For all the land which thy seed to thee will I give it, and to the seed of it forever. Sixteen. And I will make thy seed as the dust of the earth, so that so that if a man can number the dust of the earth, then shall thy seed also be numbered. Seventeen. Arise. Walk through the land and the length of it, and I and in the breeder of it, for I will give it unto thee. So you see that? So you see that? Give me um, Genesis 24, verse 16, mother. So you see that? And uh, Sister Judas had me Deuteronomy chapter 1, verse 1. 8 through 11, then go right over to 2 Samuel 24, verse 3. Had that weight on there, Sister Judith. So now, Mother, that's why uh, we we pray for sending labels in, but the labels got to be, they got to be right. They got to be right in Yahweh, for Yahweh to give them blessings. That's now a bunch of bodies because the children of Israel will be north, east, south, and west. We got a big job to try to cover, and we can't cover with with, with somebody because they are member of the Sixth Amendment Council, and they slothful. They can't preach up the Bible. They ain't singing no songs to Yahweh to tell about the name. We got to recognize that spirit. This is a big job coming ahead of us because children of Israel was prophesied to be what mother in twenty four verse sixty. 24, verse 60, what do you read in Genesis? Genesis 24, verse 60. And they blessed Rebekah and said unto her, Thus are our sister, be thus the mother of thousands of millions, and let thy thousands Thousand of millions. Thousands of millions. So how in the world the six anointed camps going to cover thousands of millions? And we got a slough of spirit. We're not tightening we're not tighten up on our backstroke on Yahweh. Thousands of millions. We got a whole lot of work to do. So we got to watch the wall that's slothful and put time off and backbite, murmuring, complaining, and look at them as uh, outhouse down in the south. You compare it to an outhouse down in the south. Mm-hmm. Thank you. And if, if any if any debt get on your hand, you want to get it off it. And that's how you got to look at a person that's slothful in his job that got to be done now. This is the ministry to do it. Land, mm-hmm. school, banquet hall, radio station. But we got to produce those that don't that don't have a slothful spirit. And I keep telling you, all we got to do is go get some um, little cue cards. And start writing precepts on your cue card. And we want to start with is Sirach 1 and 2. And then we look at the precept, or it was 611. And on that one card, you study that one card. 
If that come up, you got the precept with it. This is how you start building up a relationship with Yahweh because he demands us the precept of the Bible. That's how you get understanding. That's why we know when Armageddon hit, children of Israel got to know what what will be done to be saved, or they're going to be in the dung here too. <laughs> and you got a family member that want to drag their feet, got to let them drag their feet. You better try to get to the kingdom because remember, Mother read last night, less than the 14th chapter of Ezekiel 14 out of 21. You only can get, you only can save yourself. You can't <laughs> save nobody but yourself. <laughs> so we got to get this day right to get our well done. James 5:20 and Matthew 25:21. Well done, my good and faithful servant. That means a lot of our loved ones gonna be pushed off into the dung here. But but you saved your soul. That's all you can say anyway. Now, Mister Judas, we're gonna uh, look at a statement. And Deuteronomy chapter 1, verse 1, just get down to 8 through 11. Then go right on over to Second Samuel 24, verse 3. Says, Judas, you're on the clock. Come on. <clears throat> Deuteronomy chapter 1, verse 1, then verse 8 to 11. Verse 1 reads, These be the words which Moses spake unto all Israel on this side Jordan in the wilderness. In the plain over against the Red Sea between Pardon, Karen and Topel and Laban and Hazard and that That's good. Get down to verse eight. So these words are spoken to all Israel, all 12 tribes. What are you telling all 12 tribes, 8 down in verse 11? What are you telling them now, Sister Judas? Verse 8 reads, Behold, I have set the land before you. Go in and possess the land which the Yahweh swore unto your father, Abraham, Isaac, and Israel, to give unto them and to their seed after them. Verse, <clears throat> verse 9, And I spake unto you, at that time saying, I am not able to bear you myself alone. Verse 10 reads, The Yahweh, your Yahweh, have multiplied you, and behold, ye are this day as the stars of heaven of multitude. Verse 11 reads, The Yahweh, Yahweh of your fathers, make you a thousand times so many more as ye are, and bless you, as he has promised you. Mm-hmm. Thousand times more. Second Samuel twenty-four three. Second Samuel chapter twenty-four verse three reads. And Joab said unto the king, Now the Yahweh, thy Yahweh, add unto the people. How many soever they be, and hundredfold, and that the eyes of my Yahweh, the king, may see it. But why do it, my Yahweh? Mm-hmm. 
So he made the children of Israel a hundredfold. This is a big job ahead of us. We got to start seeing growth. You know, we got to start seeing growth in the ministry of those that really understand. You got to get some cue cards. You got to start precepting this Bible. And y'all walk on, come in and give you the rest of them. All we got to do is make a bunch of little cue cards and start putting precepts in there and eliminate all that out of time. Because the big job that's headed for us. Let's go to Judas chapter 5 there, also Judas. We're going to Judas chapter 5 out of the red book, 18 down to verse 22. Let's see what's going on, 18 down to verse 22. Judas chapter 5, 18 through 22. I was talking to a member of the camp, and they said, well, we still having problems on our precepts. I said, well, look, get some cue cards. And fold some little cue cards and just start putting your precepts on your cue cards. And study them. Put that 2640 in. Put that hour in on just precepts in the Bible. Then y'all walk on giving the increase. But we got the, the game changes when you precept the Bible. That means you're getting the answer to the question in another verse. But that's where your cue cards to come in. Because you got a bunch of notes all over the place, you might, but you start with the cue cards. Get some cue cards and get your little index card and just put in the right 22, 1 and 2. What's the three steps of that? EZRA, 60 11. Oh. And you look at that one cue card. Then Yahweh, he starts giving you all the increase. Because the label, the harvest is plenty. You know we got to reach the known world? How are we going to reach the world with the flock of spirit that we have now in the sixth and nine account? We got to step it up. As special laws and leadership, you got to be prepared to watch those that's among you that ain't doing nothing but dragging their feet and running back by you complaining. And look at them as you moving an outhouse from one place to the next. When you move an outhouse, you know immediately you go and wash your hands because you're going to get that doo-doo all over your hands. And that's what he's trying to tell you about some thoughtful members. When you see a member ain't going nowhere, they can't get passed back by murmuring complaining, look at them as an outhouse. And work with the ones that want to be worked with. Chapter 5, 18, now verse 22, what it say? <clears throat> Judas chapter 5, verses 18 to 22. Verse 18 reads, But when they departed from the way which he appointed them, they were destroyed in many battles, very sore, and were led captives into a land that was not theirs. And the temple of their Yahweh was cast to the ground, and their cities were taken by the enemy. Verse 19 reads, But now are they returned to their Yahweh, and are, and are come up from the places where they were scattered, and have possessed Yadah Judah, where their sanctuary is. 
and are seated in the hill country, for it was the this, 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 yes. this, 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 let my let my Yahweh now pass by, lest their Yahweh defend them, and their Yahweh be for them, and we become a reproach before all the world. Verse twenty-two reads, and when Acre had finished these things, all the people standing around about the tent murmured, and the chief men of was it Hollow. And all that dwelt by the sea side in a mod spec that he should kill them. You see it? And, and, and that's why they're going to look at you once you start delivering this word the way you're supposed to deliver this word. Um, <laughs> you know, let's, um, let's go to Deuteronomy 4, 1 and 2, and then we'll skip down to verse 5 through 10. See, it's a big job ahead of us, and we, and we got to step it up. We got to step this thing up in Yahweh, because Yahweh got some things on the table, and we got to recognize anything that's contrary to his Bible, by the Bible. Deuteronomy 4, 1, 2, 5 through 10. Young line, bring it. Come on. The book of the law, Deuteronomy chapter 4, verse 1 and 2. Skip down verse 5 through 10. Deuteronomy chapter 4. Verse 1 reads, Now therefore, hearken, listen, O Israel, unto the statutes, unto the judgment, which I teach you, for to do them, that you may live, and go in and possess the land, which I quah, of your fathers, give it you. Verse 2, You should not add unto the word, which I command you, neither should you diminish, or from it, that you may keep the commandment of Yahweh, your Yahweh. Which I command you. Skip down verse 5. Read. Behold, I have taught you statutes and judgments, even as Yahweh, my Yahweh, commanded me that you should do so in the land where you go to possess. Verse 6. Keep therefore and do them, for this is your wisdom and your understanding in the sight of the nation, which shall hear all these statutes and say, Surely, this great nation is a wise and understanding people. Verse 7. For what nation is there so great? Had Yahweh so near unto them? As Yahweh, our Yahweh, is in all things that we call upon him for. Verse 8. And what nation is there so great that has statutes and judgments, so righteous as all this law which I set before you this day? Mm-hmm. See, we got all these laws before. Nehemiah chapter 9. Pick up verse 6, 7, 12 out of verse 20. Nehemiah chapter 9, verse 6, 7, you're on line, 12 out of verse 20. Come on. I'm going to the book of Nehemiah, 
Messiah, chapter 9. The book of Nehemiah, chapter 9, verse 6 and 7, 12 to 20. Nehemiah, chapter 9, verse 6 reads, You, even you, are Yahweh alone. You have made heaven, and the heaven of heaven, with all their hosts, the earth, and all things that are therein, the sea, and all, and all that is therein, that you preservest them all, and the hosts of heaven worship you. Verse 7. You are Yahweh, who did choose Abram, and brought him forth out of earth, and gave him the name of Abraham. Verse 8. And found it. Verse 12. 12. Verse 12. Get down to verse 12 and out of verse 20. Verse 12 to 20. Moreover, you led us them in the day by a cowardly pillar, in the night by a pillar of fire, to give them light in the way wherein they should go. Verse 13, you came as down also upon Mount Sinai, and spake it with them from heaven, and giveth them right judgment, and true law, good statutes, and command. Verse 14, is made it known unto them your righteous Sabbath, commanded them precepts, statutes, and law by the hand of Moses, your servant. Verse 15, it giveth them bread from heaven for their hunger, and brought forth water for them out of the rock for their thirst, and promised them that they should go in to possess the land which you had sworn to give them. Verse 16, But they and our fathers dealt proudly and hardened their necks and hardened not your commandments. Verse 17, And refused to obey, neither were mindful of your wonders that you did among them by hardening their necks in their rebellion appointed a captive to return to their bondage. But you are Yahweh, ready to pardon, gracious and merciful, slow to anger, and of great kindness, forsookest them not. Verse 18, gave, when they had made them a molten calf, and said, This is your Yahweh that brought you up out of Egypt, and had wrought great provocation. Verse 19, Yet you, in your manifold mercy, forsook yourself not in the wilderness. The pillar of cloud depart not from them by the day to lead them in the way. Neither the pillar of fire by night to show them light in the way wherein they should go. Verse 20. You gave us also your good spirit to instruct them and withheld us not matter. From their mouth and give it the water for their thirst. Mm-hmm. Read verse 20 again. Four, Nehemiah uh, chapter 17 nine. and 14. But hold on a minute. What, what did he do? See, when you do right with Yahweh, what, what did he do in verse 20, 17, and 14? Listen real good. Take your time to look at this verse 20, 17, and 14. One more time. Listen real good. What do you say? Come on. 
The book of Nehemiah, chapter 9, verse 20, 17 and 14. Nehemiah, chapter 9, verse 20. You gave us also your good spirit to instruct them and withheld us not your manner from their mouth and give us them water for their thirst. Verse 17 reads, And refuses to obey, neither were mindful of your wonders that you did us among them, by hardening their necks, and their rebellions appointed a captive to return to their bondage. But you are Yahweh, ready to pardon, gracious and merciful, slow to anger, and of great kindness, forsook us them not. Verse 14. It made known unto them your righteous Sabbath, and commanded them precepts, statutes, and laws by the hand of Moses, your servant. You see that? He commanded us precepts. This Yahweh. is a commandment from Yahweh. In fact, what you like a man on your job, the boss man on your job, say, well, this is your job, and here your timeline is. You understand that? Do you understand Yahweh has commanded us to precept this Bible? This is a commandment. It's not nothing on the up, up of the uppity. When you get right with Yahweh and you all in with Yahweh, you understand one thing. Yahweh said, what in 914 again? What did he say in 914? Nehemiah chapter 9, verse 14. It made it known unto them your righteous Sabbath. It commanded them precepts, statutes, and laws. And commanded them precepts. This is a order. This is a game changer when you reach the other nations. See, everybody can read the Bible, but the game changer, he's not going to lie everybody to precepts. And that's when you will know that that is a Yahweh man or woman because he's going to give you the tools to precept, which is commandment, and that's going to be the game changer once we spread like a green bay tree. What we're going to bring to the table is the precept. Let's go to, let's go to um, Matthew 5, 17 at your line. We'll keep reading until we get our point. We're going to Acts, I mean, Matthew chapter 5, verse 17, out of verse 22. What does it say? All right, we're going to the book of Matthew, meaning continuation of writing. Matthew chapter 5, verse 17. Read. Think not that I come to destroy the law or to see it. I am not come to destroy, but to fulfill. Verse 18. But truly I say unto you, to heaven and earth pass, one job or one little, Shall no wise pass from the law shall all be fulfilled. Verse 19. Whosoever therefore shall break one of these least commandments and shall teach man, so he should be called the least in the kingdom of heaven. For whosoever shall do and teach them, the same should be called great in the kingdom of heaven. Verse 20. Mm-hmm. Verse 20. Right. Verse 22. Verse 20. For I said to you, that accept your righteousness, to see the righteousness 
of the scribes and Pharisees, you shall in no case enter into the kingdom of heaven. Verse 21, you have heard that it was said by them of old time, you should not kill, and whosoever should kill should be in danger of judgment. Verse 22, but I say unto you, that whosoever is angry with his brother without a cause should be in danger of judgment. Whosoever should say to his brother, Raka, to be in danger of counsel. But whosoever say, you fool, to be in danger of hell fire. Yeah, that Raka, that Raka and, and fool is an interchangeable word. You got people just mad at the six and nine accounts because we read the Bible. We ain't done nothing to you but read the Bible to you. And you got them backbiting, murmuring, complaining all over the known world about sticking on the camp. And, 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 and we ain't got started right yet because we still getting in order. So when you have to recognize these spirits, and, and you hating the six anointed camps, they mm. haven't done nothing to you but read the Bible. <laughs> but see, we got a commission to read this Bible, but we telling you how it got to go. We got to give some cue cards. Right on the cue cards, precepts. Like little flashcards. Write the precepts down on there. Go on rehearsing these things. It's a big job ahead of us. Because y'all well, ain't well. trying to change no law. He told you in Nehemiah 9.14 is a commandment to precept your Bible. What he's what he setting up? He's going to show the game sales exactly who will be doing his business in the last days. And that's bosses of the true Israelites. We are going. So we got to step our game up by getting some pre- the, the cue cards and just write on two precepts on it. As many as you can and rehearse them. Have one cue card with you. Oh, this go with that. This go with that. Oh, this go with that. That's all we got to do. You got a bunch of notes all over the place. You ain't going to get nowhere. Your cue cards will get you started. And Yahweh will kick in after that. Go to Acts chapter 3, 18 out of verse 21, young line. What are the reasons? Acts chapter 18, I mean 3, verse 18 out of verse 21. What are the reasons? Acts 3, 18 and 21. Come on. Go on to the book of Acts chapter 3, verse 18 to 21. Acts chapter 3, verse 18 reads, But those things which Yahweh before has shown by the mouth of all his seers, that Yahweh the Son should suffer, he has so fulfilled. Verse 19, Repent ye, therefore, and be converted, that your sins may be blotted out when the time of refreshment should come from the presence of Yahweh. Verse 20, And he should say, Yahweh the Son, which before was taught unto you. Verse 21, whom the heaven must receive until the time of restitution of all things, which Yahweh has spoken by the mouth of all his righteous seers, since the world began. Is it? So he told his righteous seers, he spoke by their mouth, telling you, the next move is getting the world that 
up on the banner, Yahweh prepared for Armageddon. Yahweh going to do some big things on Armageddon because he's going to close this thing out. He's going to take care of all the wicked. And if you ain't prepared to know what to do or help anybody prepare them what to do, then why should he save you? Mm-hmm. You've been chosen to be prepared for this thing. So we have to be able to show these scriptures to them and show them the precepts answer to them. If you catch somebody got it's lawful and all over the place, that's what Yahweh do not like. This thing's coming to a close. Um, we're gonna bring Mother Z in and get a commentary on Mother Z and, and Mother E have me um Proverbs chapter six waiting on me, Mother Z. Mother E, had that waiting on me. We're going to look for Mother Z now to bring her in and get a commentary on tape number 50 or whatever Almighty put on her to talk to this national audience over 900,000 strong. So, Mother Z, y'all quite bitch to that scene right here. Yahweh bless and keep you, see Israel, the royal seed. Hallelujah, Yahweh. Yeah. 
your self-service to obey his his servant, E-R, E-R to whom he obey. What, what of sin unto death or obedience unto righteousness? Verse 17. But Yahweh, but Yahweh being thank, thankful that he were the servant of sin, but he have obeyed from the mind that from that of from of a doctrine which were delivered you verse eighteen being being then made free from sin, yea because yea became the servant of righteousness verse nineteen I speak after the members of manner the manners of man because of the infirmity of your flesh for as for as ye have yelled your member self serving to uncleanness and to iniquity unto Iniquity, even so, now yell e yell your memory service to righteousness unto righteousness. Verse twenty. Verse twenty. For what? For when we were the servants of sin, we were free from. We were free from righteousness, verse twenty one. What what truth has he that what truth has he then in those things? Wherefore whereof he are now ashamed for of the end of those things is death. But, but now, being made free from sin and become servants to the to Yahweh, he have he yeah you have your fruit unto righteousness and the end and the end everlasting life. Verse 23, the wages of sin is death, but the gift of Yahweh is eternal life through Yahweh, Yahweh, the Son. Through Yahweh, Yahweh, the Son, Abba, Yahweh. I said I was going to read about the law, but that is about sin. Sorry. Hallelujah. 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 That was excellent, We got we got the point and grass out. Cause Yaqua is in control. That's the bottom line. 
Now, Mother dear Israel, we know you on a, chuck you a, a, a couple of hours and plus on, on some notes, and, and we know you um, have something to say out of take number 50. So, first of all, Mother dear Israel, y'all fly BJFC right. Y'all bless you, dear Israel. Of C. Royal. Can you hear me? Yes, ma'am. We hear you you loud and plain. What you got to say and and what part you want to address this national audience on, on what you, the ninth blessing or whatever you want to tell them, Mother D. of Israel. Take your time and bring it on. Come on. Okay, okay. Uh, uh, I want to say uh, I am enjoying the lesson, and I thank Yahweh that I'm able to listen in. And and Yahweh giving me some understanding. What what, what I want to read to... uh, Bring back to uh, from from earlier uh, the Revelation um, uh, chapter two verses uh, twenty nine. Mm-hmm. He that has an ear, let him hear what the Spirit says unto. The twelve tribes of Israel. So uh, a lot's been said, and you have to take heed, and you have to be obedient to the word of Yahweh. He's telling them, listen to the Spirit and what is. He addressing the whole congregation, 12 tribes of Israel. Hallelujah. 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 You know, everybody try to be part of something. Yeah, but you got to know how to come into part of something. So you cannot be no um, all over the place. Um, hmm. And mother, mother, hey, let's look at that Proverbs chapter 6, verse 9 to 19, the close statement there, mother. Let's look at that Proverbs. 9 down to, to verse number 19. Well, I'll tell you what, just give me, just give me half of it. Give me uh, Proverbs chapter 6. Take it down mm-hmm. to verse number 13. And we'll let Sister Judas uh, finish up from 14 to 19. Let's see what it says, Mother, and close the statement. Proverbs chapter 6, verse 9 down to verse 13. Mother, Mother Eve. You're on the clock. Come on. Proverbs 6, 9 through 13. Come on. Proverbs chapter 6, 
verse 9 to 13. Verse 9. How long will thou sleep, O slugger? When will thou arise out of sleep? Verse 10. Get a little sleep, a little slumber, a little folding of hands to sleep. Verse 11. So shall thou probably come as one that travailed, and they went as an earnest, armed man. Verse 12. A naughty person, a wicked man, walketh with a forward mouth. 13. He waggeth with his eyes. He speaks with his feet. He teaches with his fingers. Mm-hmm. So that's how you that's how you catch them old wicked mother. No doubt about it. Remember one thing, he's back on tomorrow on Pale Talk at eight o'clock on Pale Talk eight until the young lions get tired tired of, of putting that word out. He's back on his broadcast again. Wednesday at 6 o'clock. So, Mother, go ahead and address these national origin and let them know they got to hold on, but they got to step it up. They cannot be slothful. And how long are you going to be slothful at sleep? It's time to wake up and get right in your clock. What you got to say about that, Mother? Mother, even the closing statement, come on. Thank and praising Yahweh for the class. Thank and praising Yahweh for the word. Thank and praising Yahweh to be in the class. Hallelujah. 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 And 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 mother mother he said plainly, hold on. Your help mm-hmm. is here in the voice number two is life. We can help you. But you have to get away from that wicked tail spirit you got and submit to anointed leadership. Cause we can get you there. Now Sister Judas, pick you up at verse 14, down to verse 19, to close the statement of Sister Judas. Proverbs 6, 14, down to verse 19, to close the statement of Sister Judas, you on the clock, come out. Proverbs chapter 6, verses 14 to 19, verse 14 reads, Forwardness is in his mind. He devises mischief continually. He soweth this this court. Verse 15. Therefore shall his calamity come suddenly. Suddenly shall he be broken without remedy. 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 Verse 16 reads, These six things do it the Yahweh hate. Don't the Yahweh hate. These seven are an abomination unto him. Verse 17 reads, A proud look a lying tongue, and hands that shed innocent blood. Verse 18 reads, And mind that deceiving wicked, and mind that devising wicked imaginations, feet that be swift in running to mischief. Verse 19 reads, A false witness that speaketh lies, and he that soweth discard among brethren. Mm-hmm. Discord. He said he don't like the one that always try to call somebody off the side, 
sowing discord. Always got a slothful spirit. He said, you don't like that spirit. He said, that's an abomination to him. See, that's just like a dunghill or outhouse in his mindset. You got to keep that in mind. Sister Judas, until Wednesday night on this broadcast, pose the theater, take your time. Come on, you're on the clock, come on. I'll come from John chapter 14, verses 1 to 7. Verse 1 reads, Let let not your mind be troubled. Ye believe in Yahweh, believe also in me. Verse 2 reads, In my Father's house are many mansions. If it were not so, I would have told you. I go to prepare a place for you. Verse 3 reads, And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again and receive you unto myself, that where I am, there ye may be also. Verse 4 reads, And whether I go, you ye know, and the way you know. Verse 5 reads, Thomas says unto him, Yahweh, we know not whether thy goest, and how can we know the way? Verse 6 reads, Yahweh the Son said unto him, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man cometh unto the Father but by me. Verse 7 reads, If ye had known me, ye should have known my Father also. And from henceforth ye know him and have seen him. Hallelujah. 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 So, you see, the harvest is plenty, but the labor is true. But like I said, again, we got, we got to understand what Yahweh has set up and what kind of labels he's looking for, and you have to make sure you identify that right off the gate. Now, young lion, brought Titus, we take a look at a couple of things in Second Chronicles 15, verse 3. Let's find out. See, we got to be keen eyes on things because everybody passing out brochures and uh, all type of literature here and literature there. But you got to you have to understand something with the cue cards. You got to look at this Second Chronicle 15 verse three. What it says, y'all line. Going to Second Chronicles chapter 15 verse three reads. Now for a long season, Israel had been without the true Yahweh and without a teaching, priest, and without law. You see, for a long time, we, 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 we've been without teachers from the tribe of Judah. For a long time, we've been in Christianity, Islam, Judaism, Jehovah's Witness. We've been all over the place for a long time. Let's precept that down to Isaiah 30, verse 19, down to verse 26 there, uh, young line. I'll tell you, before you read that, well, back up and give me Second Chronicles 17, verse 1, and we read 7, we read down a little bit. See, listen, that's your sitting on the count. Get the little three-by-five cards or cups and paper, you know, and put precepts on your little, 
the card. Put, what we get ready to read, like Second Chronicles 15, verse 3. You write that down. And on the same card you put down, take the same card you put in, Second Chronicles 17, verse 1, and skip down to 7. We read a little bit. And that be on that little cue card. Then you look at them two cards and you watch the precept. Then once you make the effort to, to do it, Yahweh going to kick in and give you the increase. Uh, second second Chronicles 17, verse 1, skip down to 7, let's read a little bit. Come on that, y'all, The book of Second Chronicles, chapter 17, verse 1, and skip down verse 7. Second Chronicles, chapter 17, verse 1. And Jehoshaphat, his son, reigned in his stead, and strengthened himself against Israel. Verse 7. Also, in the third year of his reign, he sent his princes even to Benhaz and to Obadiah and to Zechariah and to Nathaniel and to Micah and to teach in the cities of Judah. Verse 8. And with them he sent Levites, even Shabiah and Nathaniel. Nethaniah, and Jabadiah, and Azahel, and Shemira, Shemiramah, and Jonathan, and Ajanajah, and Tobajah, and Tobanihat, Tobanajah, Levi, and within, within them, Elishama, and Joharam preached, verse 9, and they taught in Judah, and had the book of the law of Yahweh with them, and went about through all the cities of Judah, Yada, and taught the people. Verse 10. You see that? That's it right there. So he did? So when the, the fear and the, the king got together, they got the brothers together, to go out, uh, go out to all Judah and yeah, teach well. them the law. See, so that's what we got to do. We got to get brothers and sisters prepared to go and teach the law. You see what he did? See, he got in contact with Seer. And Seer told us exactly what to do. Organize the people. And let's get the people together and let's teach them the law. So then what we got to do? He's not worried about a bunch of numbers. We got to teach the people not where they're going or where they've been. We got to teach them the law. The law. This is what we got to teach the people, the law. What Yahweh saying, what he ain't saying. Let's go to Isaiah 30, verse 19 down to verse 26 there, young line. What does it say? Isaiah 30, 19 to 26. Going to the book Isaiah to see it. Chapter 30. Verse 19 and 26. Isaiah chapter 30, verse 19 reads, For the people shall dwell in Yadah Judah. At Judah, you shall weep no more. He will be very gracious unto you at the voice of your cry. When he shall hear it, he will answer you. Verse 20. And though Yahweh give you the bread of adversity 
and the water of affliction. Yet should not your teachers be removed into a corner anymore, but your eyes should see your teachers. Verse 21. <laughs> and your ears should hear a word behind you, saying, This is the way. Walk you in it. When you turn to the right hand, and when you turn to the left. Verse 22. You defile also your covering of your graven image of silver and the ornament of your molten images of gold. You should cast them away as the ministry's cloth. You should say to it, get you hit. Verse 23. Then should he give the rain of your seed that you should sow the ground with all the bread of the increase of the earth, and it should be fat and plenteous. And that day should your cattle feed in large pastures. Verse 24, the oxen likewise and the young asses, that ear, the ground should eat clean provender, which had been renowned, renewed with the shovel and with the fan. Verse 25, and there should be upon every high mountain and upon every high hill, rivers, streams of water in the day of great slaughter when the towers fell, fall. Verse 26, moreover, the light of the moon should be as a light of the sun and the light of the sun sevenfold as the light of seven days in the day that Yahweh bind up the breach of his people and heal the stroke of their womb. All right, see that? Verse 23 again. Verse 23. Then shall he give the rain of your seed, that you shall sow the ground withal, the bread of the increase of the earth, and it shall be fat and plenteous in that day, so your cattle feed and large pastures. You see that? Give me, give me Revelation 2, 4 down to verse 7. So you see the man saying, once you understand, you get on your job fixing on the count. Get the little cue card, put your precepts together on the card, study it, do your 2640 of the book of Matthew, put your hour in on your little cue card. Be prepared to help. Then Yahweh will give you the rain on your crop. He going to kick in. Once you kick in, he going to kick in. Revelation chapter 2, 4 down to verse 7. What it say in your line? The book of Revelation, end time prophecy. Revelation chapter 2, verse 4 to 7. Revelation chapter 2, verse 4 reads, Nevertheless, I have somewhat against you, because you have left your first love. Verse 5. Remember, therefore, which you are fallen, and repent, and do the first work, or else I will come unto you quickly, and we will move your candlestick out of his place, except you repent. Verse 6. For this you had, and you hated the deed, Macalinus, which I also hate. Verse 7. He that have an ear, let him hear. With the Spirit has said unto the church, the congregation of the children of Israel. You see what he's saying? You got to return back to your first love and repent. Give me Jeremiah 
36, verse 1. Then Numbers 15, 37 through 40, and close the statement to catch you on the big station. And pay off talk room tomorrow, 8 o'clock there, young lion. Give me Jeremiah 36, verse 1. Then go to Numbers 15, 37 down to verse 40, and I'll close the statement there. Young lion, action on your part, too. And the mother, excellent. Come on. The book of Jeremiah is here. Chapter 36, verse 1. Jeremiah is here, chapter 36. Verse 1 reads, And it came to pass in the fourth year that Jehoiakim, the son of Josiah, king of Yadah Judah, that this word came unto Jeremiah from Yahweh, saying, Verse 2. Verse, verse 2. Reads, Take you a roll of a book and write therein all the words that I have spoken you. That I spoke it. You hear that? You said, take the words that, that I've spoken to you in the book. What's in that book? Numbers 15, 37 through 40, and close statement. What's in the book there? A young lion. He's a Jeremiah. Get in that book and let them people hear this book. Hear what? Numbers Number 15, 15, 37 down to verse 40, and close statement. Come on. Numbers chapter 15, verse 37 through 40. Numbers 15, verse 37. And Yahweh spake unto Moses, saying, verse 38, speaking to the children of Israel, and bid them that they make them fridges in the border of their garments throughout their generations, and that they put upon the fringe of the border a red band of blue. Verse 39, and it shall be unto you for a fridge that you may look upon it and remember all the commandments, the laws of Yahweh, and do them, and that you seek not after your own mind and your own eyes after which you used to go a whoring. Verse 40, that you may remember and do all my commandments, laws, and be righteous unto your Yahuwah. Excellent. I like that young line up to tomorrow, 8 o'clock, on Pastor. Talk. What's your closing statement behind that? Excellent. All the mothers. Excellent. The elders. Excellent. Until the, until we get back on airways tomorrow, pal talking. Excellent. All the mothers. Hallelujah. What's your closing statement as a young lion? It's all yours. Come on. All right. I'm going to the book of Maccabees. Maccabees. Chapter 1. Second Maccabees. Chapter 1. Verse 24 reads, And the prayer was after this matter, O Yahweh, Yahweh, creator of all things, who are fearful, strong, righteousness, merciful, and the only and great king. Verse 28 reads, Punish them that oppress us with pride, do us wrong. Hallelujah. <laughs> 
Guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.